Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Europa League second leg quarterfinals. We have Nico Cantor, host of the Golasso Show, and Jimmy Conrad, of course, as we preview Thursday's action. Que Golasso Europa League preview begins right now. Kego Lasso listeners, the baseball season is here. And if you want to dominate your fantasy baseball leagues, then you should be listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in five. Stay up to date with all the latest news, waiver wire advice, pitchers to stream, and hear which players of the hot starts are actually good in just five minutes or less. Download and follow anywhere you listen to this podcast, Fantasy Baseball Today in five. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gego Lasso, our Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, how are you, my friend? I am very good. Thank you for asking. And I'm very excited about these four games in the second leg here of the quarterfinals because they're all a little tricky. And I'm very curious to get your guys' thoughts. Well, you know what I'm really excited about? Uh, today is a South American sandwich because Jimmy, <laughs> the U.S. international in the middle and next to me, Next to us, joining us for the very first time, live from London, Nico Cantor from the Golasso Show. Nico, how are you, my friend? Luis, Jimmy, thank you guys for having me. Well, it's it's finally to be, it's finally great to be on one of your podcasts, Luis. I mean, you've got my dad on here before. You've got a lot of, I, I'm like all the way down on the no, list to finally no. be on a, on a Kego Lasso pod. So I finally made the cut, which is <laughs> the great part. And Jimmy, for you guys that are, not watching him, but hearing us, he's wearing a Boga jersey to, to represent. So the South American sandwich is like a full yes. South American sandwich because you know, you on the outside, you got a Peruvian and Argentinian, and in the middle, you got a American like, wearing a Boca jersey. So I, 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 I'm, the, I'm the gringo queso, let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's queso gringo. El queso gringo, uh, but absolutely. Listen, Nico, no, okay? We're saving the best for last. We have to amp you up, make so it happen. So, Lasso ends here. This is the last episode. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, podcast. for listening. I'm going to George Costanza and absolutely retire. This is it. Uh, but anyway, Nico Cantor, everybody, Paramount Plus, CBS Sports, the Golasso Show, uh, the long-distant cousin of Kego Lasso. Actually, I think it's like, if this was a Thanksgiving, right? Uh, Gago Lasso would be like, you know, the, the motorcycle I dropped out of college uh, sibling. <laughs> and the Golasso show is like, you know, the CEO of like a really big company with the beautiful supermodel wife. We're, we're a mess and they're amazing. And I think that's what it, but finally, but we're, we're all still together. Friends. But we're still <laughs> friends, right? We're still, of course, of course. we're family, we're family. We're absolutely still family. But anyway, welcome everybody to the Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, Nico Cantor, and we're going to talk about, obviously, 
the Europa League second leg. And it's getting really interesting. Of course, we have Arsenal against Slavia Prague. We have Villarreal, Dinamo Zagreb, Manchester United against Granada and Roma against Ajax. And Jimmy, let's begin straight away. Where do you want to start? Because we really want to get into these. Uh, it's up to you. I guess Manchester United Granada is where my list starts at the top. I thought that Manchester United, obviously coming back from a goal down against Tottenham on the weekend, scoring three to create a seven point cushion for them at the top or not the top, but in second place, right? Because City's running away with this thing. I had a very good performance. Um, they did all the hard work in this one in leg one, 2-0 in Spain against a very good Granada team who had yet to lose uh, in the first leg, at least in the knockout rounds at home. My only concern for United is just some injuries, some suspensions. Martial continues to be hurt. Luke Shaw's out. Uh, Maguire's going to be out due to suspension. McTominay, Bailly probably won't be ready. Rashford, they're going to have to decide whether he plays or not. Scored a, a tremendous first goal in the first leg. And obviously, there's a lot of these secondary narratives that are happening because some of these guys are trying to earn their spot onto the English national team for the Euros. Rashford is there. I think he'll be fine, but, but it does help when you're continuing to play and play well and be healthy. So I don't know if he'll be risked in this one. They got Burnley on the weekend. Cavani's kind of in that same boat. Lindelof misses leg one of the semifinals. If they go through, if he gets a yellow in this one. So I feel like as a center back, he's going to play a little bit more conservatively. So I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you rest Bruno Fernandez here. Ole Gunnar's come out and said that he's going to rest some players. He always says that, but he never does. So we'll see. This could be a good time to rest Bruno Fernandez and maybe bring him off uh, the bench if you need him based on halftime or how the score is going, whatever the situation is. I will say that both home results in the knockout rounds for Manchester United, 0-0 against Real Sociedad and 1-1 against AC Milan. So so maybe it draws on the cards. The last four Europa League games for, for Manchester United, under two and a half goals. Granada coming off a big win the weekend. Real Valladolid away from home. That is a pretty big win against a tough opponent. And uh, that broke a four-game losing streak for them. So different form. I think Manchester United is going to have a little bit too much class. I think Granada's road ends here, very similar to Porto uh, in the Champions League. And, and uh, we might see that uh, for some other Champions League teams. But I would say that uh, this looks like it's Manchester United. Before I give my odds, though, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Nico, you go first. Yeah, Nico, go. Because obviously, as the Golasso show host, you've uh, seen this from the very beginning. How do you see Manchester United, not just in this game, but in the tournament so far? Yeah, so Manchester United are clearly the favorites, especially the way that they have just begun picking up steam. And this steam is really freaking hot. Um, I think they look good at the moment. They are very convincing um, with with the way that they're playing. This is, I'd say, the best we've ever seen Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think the most convincing we've seen Manchester United post Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, and I think that says a lot. Look, if they can win the Europa League, I know that's going back to the standard. Maybe not the standard, but the heights that Mourinho set um, it's not saying too much because United is used to the glory of, of the biggest glory that, that you can achieve, which is winning Prem, winning Champions League. So um, obviously it's not the ideal place where United fans and United as a club wants to be at. But considering the way that this season is going and considering that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has not won a trophy yet, winning Europa League, you know, it is, I think now becomes... A priority, of course, being a Manchester United, part of the Manchester United uh, club, you can't choose which trophy you want to win, where you want to compete. You have to compete and try to win everything. But um, 
it's a great opportunity for the club. You know, they've been fighting right under Manchester City, and, and that's something to applaud. Again, this goes back to the whole thing. Great clubs don't want to come in second ever, but um, they've they've been able to stay competitive and, and beat a lot of teams in the Premier League and show uh, what they've got, kind of flex their muscles a little bit. And I think a, a nice end to the season for them is coming close to City on, on the table. I don't think that they'll be able to win the Prem, but... Um, going through and, and winning the Europa League. And and it sucks to say that this is the end of the road for Granada because they are the ultimate underdog in this competition. But I, with a 2-0 lead and then at Old Trafford, I mean, it's it's just going to be a nice night for Granada that's going to go all out. They're going to go ham in this game against Manchester United. They have nothing to lose. This is the farthest they've ever gotten in European football. Of course, it's the first ever European campaign. So uh, it's going to be a fun match, nevertheless. But... United have got too much for Granada. They have too much. And also, Jimmy, the other thing about this game as well is that, and listen, from the very beginning of the season, we have been like, really like, what is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer all about? Because at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of Jekyll and Hyde, right? Obviously, good performances, bad performances, good performance. So we never knew what to predict. 2021 has seen a little bit more of a consistent match. And like Nico said, like, it really does look like the best they have been under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I, the best thing they can do, and I have them winning the whole thing, the whole Europa League, just because of that moment. And Granada, listen, you should be so proud of what you've done. It's incredible. I mean, you were in the second division not so long ago, and this is your debut in the Europa League, and look how far you've come. But there's just too much talent. I will say, though, and that's to Jimmy's point about Spanish sides and Manchester United. Um, Spanish sides have only lost once uh, against Manchester United at Old Trafford in the last sort of 10 uh, appearances in the Europa League uh, or just European competition. So there's something to think about that when you mentioned about Real Sociedad, etc. So I- I'm curious to see what betting tips you have here because um, obviously United is the favorite, but is it going to be a complete route or are we going to see a little bit of a struggle? No, I don't think it's going to be a route by any stretch of the imagination. I think given the results that I just mentioned with them winning the first leg against Real Sociedad 4-0 in the knockout rounds when they first started and then going back to Old Trafford and just doing what they needed to do. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. I actually want all 90 minutes of my life back after watching that game, but but it was it was a 0-0 result and they they just grinded it out and I expect that they're going to try to do the same. And just get out of the game. Let's just get through these 90 minutes. Let's survive and let's just move on. My big fear for Granada, and I do want to give a a hat tip or a shout out to Diego Martinez, their manager who has, since taking over the job, gotten them from the second division, as you say, into the first division and then into Europe and now into the knockout rounds. And it's nothing short of amazing. And if he's not up for manager of the year, it would be a real, real shame. Um, So hopefully he'll be considered for that, no no matter what happens with this result. Because Granada is going to have to go ham, to Nico's point, I think that sets up well for Manchester United to counter. And Mason Greenwood is in good form right now. If Rashford plays, if Fernandez plays, those guys will crush you on the break. I think Van de Beek might get the start as opposed to Fernandez. He's another guy, though, that can make that that, that final Wouldn't pass. that be amazing, Jimmy Conrad? It would be amazing. Fernandez is not going to play? That's, oh my that's, God. It's speculated. Let's see. I doubt it. I'm sure he'll play, and he's he's a robot. The guy just plays every single game. Because, Nico, by the way, here at Kegolasso, I feel we feel that there are three Bruno Fernandez's actually. They're all just being, like, substituted every time because he, like, social uses him, like, every single. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like, his best man at 
his son's wedding or whatever. It's just he uses him everywhere all the time. If he doesn't start, I'll be very surprised. I'd be surprised, too. But there is some good opportunity that you could rest him here, at least for that first half, like I said, and see kind of how the game's going before you bring him in. And then you could save him because if you're going to get into the semifinals, you have all these other games going on. It's important that he's yeah, available. I, I agree with Jimmy. I think we're going to see not the A lineup for Manchester United. We're going to see a couple of, of, of changes here and there. They've got Burnley at the weekend, which is a winnable game for Manchester United. And then, you know, you got to look forward for not only these next two weeks, the semifinal is huge. I think you want to come out with your strongest team in the semifinal if you're either facing Roma or Ajax. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Nico, on that. So it's interesting. We'll see. Ole Gunnar always surprises us with his lineups. But uh, here, here's what I got with a specific bets in this game. And then we can get into our La Fiesta Parliesta, the, the Parley Parte, as I like to say. <laughs> La Fiesta Parliesta. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 like I said before, the last four Europa League games have seen under two and a half goals for Manchester United. And in only three of Granada's last 10 Europa League games, have they seen over three goals? So I really like the under, and actually it's plus 100. Under two and a half goals is plus 100. I feel really good about that. I don't, I don't think we're going to see over, over two and a half goals. However, if you like United to win in under two and a half goals, that's plus 255. I don't think Granada's going to get a result here, or they might get a draw, but I don't think they're going to win. So I could, the draw in the under is 420. But, but those are things I would consider. What I really, really like, though, is the under two and a half goals plus 100. I like that value a lot. All right. Well, listen, let's let, let's just let's just let's start the party right now. The, okay. I mean, we see we see Manchester United winning this. Yes. Mm, yeah. I, I, honestly. So so last week, right, we said there was probably going to be one draw out of the four games. And there Don't was. Tell me it's this one. I'm not saying that. I just think we okay. should potentially consider it, given the I fact mean, that 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 United have drawn their last two in the uh, knockout rounds at Old Trafford. Nico, when, you whenever Manchester United win, yes. So, uh, yeah. so whenever I do parlays, I kind of do like very little money. I'll put like one or two bucks down. Oh no, we're talking ten and, bucks okay. back there. Don't look worry. At the big, look at the big spender over here. No, no, no but li- listen. So, if I were to do a parlay, I think my my crazy result or my sneaky result would be a draw between Granada and Manchester United. Oh, now you're just making it really that, that'll boost up my parlay. But if I want to play it safe, of course, I think and and all logic applied, Manchester United should take care of this game against Granada, even if Granada go hang. Nico, hermano, uh, you're betting two bucks. Live a little. It's fine. <laughs> you, you, you can go for a Manchester United win. <laughs> All right. So so I just think there's going to be one draw out of the four games for okay. sure. And so, last, last week we had James Bench convince us that it wasn't going to be Arsenal. Arsenal going to win. And of course they drew because that's what Arsenal does. When I was like, I don't know. I think Arsenal's going to draw. I think Arsenal's going to draw. And then we... Then we re- re- relented and let James Benz drive it. And so anyway, Nico has I, a point. I, I Nico has a point. Anyway. So do we keep, so we save it for a second and then we just, let's talk about Arsenal right now then. So, uh, okay. You know, uh, the, it's a one-all result. It wasn't a good performance. Obviously, Arsenal fans, as always, uh, went crazy after this game. Uh, you know, it was disappointing. What do you see here? I think it's there's a bad sign for Arsenal fans here. Just because Slavia Prague in particular are undefeated at home this season in all competitions. They haven't lost anything the whole season. Nothing. They coming off a big win against Sparta Prague this weekend, 2-0. El Clásico. Yeah, just Clásico. The Czech Clásico, 17-point gap now at the top. They're undefeated. They're going to be invincible potentially this season in the Czech League. Everything's going right for them right now. They, they, 
Here's the bad sign, though, for Arsenal in particular. They drew the first leg against Rangers and Leicester and then had to go to away, away from home and get results, right? And so that's uh, interesting. Um, to, to I just think Slavia Prague's got something, and Arsenal obviously are going to Arsenal in some capacity. <laughs> they, 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 Odegaard, I don't know if he's going to be risked in this one. It looks like Saka and Martinelli are going to come back. They came off a big win against Sheffield United on the weekend when Lacazette scores two. Against scored- who? <laughs> exactly. Operative words. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. But confidence is still confidence. I mean, look, oh, Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal had the easiest group, I think, in Europa League history, by the way, and scored like 75 goals. But they still in the competition. I just think that Slavia Prague just punches back in a different way. It's just a matter if they want to show up and, and they're going to kick. And obviously the news came out uh, today that uh, Kudela got banned for, for 10 games for that racist uh, slur against and Kamara and Kamara got banned for three games. Yeah, dude. I don't know how far we want to go down that rabbit hole. That is, that mm. is unbelievable that he got banned for just reacting to somebody saying yeah. something racist to him. That, yeah. that that's a terrible precedent to, to set in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but if we just want to focus on this game, I'm happy to take that discussion there, but, but if we just want to focus on this game, I kind of like the draw here. There's just, and this is the one where I feel like there could be a draw. And maybe, I don't know if it's 0-0, right? Because that'll send Slavia Prague through. If it's 1-1, it goes to extra time, right? And then obviously if it's 2-2, Arsenal will go through. So I, I, I just, Slavia Prague just has a different gravy. That's my buzzword for whatever reason this week. But a different gravy <laughs> in the Europa League at home. Well, even in all competitions, they're just, they got something. And even if Kudela isn't playing, he hadn't played the last two weeks anyway because he was hurt. You know, they still found a way to have success. I, the, the, the draw straight up is plus 250. I'm just gonna go there uh, right away, and and I don't know, I don't know. It's gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one for me. No David Luis, no no Tierney. Aubameyang apparently is doubtful due to some sickness. As I said, Martinelli and Saka were still questionable, even though I think they're gonna start or at least be available. Odegaard I think's out. Smith Rowe's questionable as well. Yeah, Saka Josh- played left back on the weekend against the the team that doesn't matter, according to Nico Contour. So so I I <laughs> you know it just depends. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean they have. Some options. I will say though, just as a keeping an eye on Abdallah Sima, the 19-year-old striker uh, for for uh, Slavia Prague, he leads them in goals in the Europa League. Him to score any times plus 333. And I think if Arsenal feels like they need to press at any point and, and leave themselves vulnerable in the back, I think Sima could take advantage. 333. That's very good for yeah. for the leading scorer for their club. Nico, what do you think here? And Arsenal, by the way, face Fulham this weekend as well. So, you know, relatively speaking, it's an, it's an easy game, you know, uh, in the Premier League. Nico, what do you think about uh, Arsenal and Slavia Prague? Arsenal's coming up to face their toughest test of the season, not even football-wise. This is the game that will hand them the biggest amount of pressure. Um, it's winner bust for Arsenal because they're not making Champions League. They're not making top four. They're not making European positions at the end of the season. They have to win the Europa League if they want to play European football. And with all due respect to Arsenal, they haven't been convincing enough for the season. Um, they can dish out a couple wins here or there. Um, for example, North London Derby, that was a, a, a good win for them. But uh, they've been, how, how they like saying over here in, in England, a little bit dodgy, which is sketchy <laughs> in the sense that, that, for example, 
let's talk about the first leg in which they could have sealed the deal several times. They just couldn't score the whole Obama Yang, you know, for example, a couple of weeks ago, not getting to the team bus on time, not starting. Um, he's kind of on a dry spell right now. Lacazette, you know, now he's on the up. Um, don't get me wrong. They have quality. They have a lot of um a, a lot of good players, but when I, I feel like when we talk about Premier League teams, we tend to overlook what's on the other side. And Slavia Prague has been really good this season, mind you. They they just just pulled the emergency brake on a Leicester bus that was that was traveling with a decent amount of speed, and and somehow they managed to just stop it. Um, with good game management, with 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 clutch performances, then go to Rangers and take care of Rangers. Their team is is a good competitive team with a fighting spirit. I mean, you have Nikolai Stanchu who's killing it at the moment. You've got Peter Olayinka. I mean, you've got Abdallah Sima. Um, it, it, it's a team holish who scored on the first leg, that 90-minute goal, the, the one like with, from the corner, scored at the weekend against uh, uh, Sparta Prague. So he's hot as well. This is not a team to be underestimated whatsoever. And I would even venture out to say that Slavia Prague will qualify to the semifinal. Well, if they do that, if they reach the semifinals, it'll be for the first time since 1995-1996, and when they made it to the last four of the UEFA Cup yeah. before losing to Bordeaux, of course. And to echo uh, Nico's point, Slavia Prague has just lost one of their last 10 European games after losing six of their eight before that. They're on a roll. They're looking good. They're at home. Arsenal dodgy. Uh, what are we thinking, <laughs> Jimmy, with betting tips here? Uh, before we move on, because we still got two more games after Sure, this. sure. I'd say, you know, just so everybody knows, it's plus 360 for, for Slavia Prague to win straight up here, uh, the, I, which I think is tremendous value, by the way. But just to say Arsenal, to everybody's point, um, they have their backs against the wall. If they do want to qualify for the Champions League, they know they have to win this competition. I think there will be some desperation. We saw it against Benfica, where all of a sudden they were up, and then they were down, and then and then they they... They came out and showed. They showed some character this season in a lot of different games. So I think they have some backbone, as we like to say. So I think their draw feels feels good for me, at least. Plus 250 there. And then it's minus 125 to Arsenal. All right. Well, we're building that parlay. Joe, you like the draw. All right. I like the draw. So we're building that parlay. We've talked about maybe a draw with Manchester United. We thought maybe a draw with Arsenal. Something has to give, guys. Uh, so we need to just start building this one here. All right. So what do we think? about the draw for this one, Nico Cantor, the Arsenal-Slavia Prague. Sure, I'll take it. I mean, I want to venture out. On my parlay, I'm putting Slavia Prague to winner, or maybe just even Slavia Prague to qualify, which also, you know, you got the 0-0 in hand, the 1-1 to go to extra time, and then, or maybe even Slavia Prague winning penalty kicks. So you got a little bit more working in your favor. Sure, sure. I would, I mean, Slavia, I, I, if it was my parlay with my $2, I'd be putting, <laughs> I'd be putting Slavia Prague to qualify. Ooh, going all the way to the bank with that one. No, but listen, this is a collective parlay. We have to come together. Okay, I'll, I'll take the draw. I'll See, take the draw. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll take the draw. So let's say, okay. it's, let's say it's a draw in this game. What it. are we thinking Manchester United get an A? I say, the, I say United to win. If, if you just want those two teams in the parlay, it's plus 406. Nico is uh, nodding. I'm nodding. Let's do it. Manchester United win. Slavia Prague Arsenal draw. We're getting somewhere here. All right, let's go to... 
Oh, the thing is, though, if Arsenal don't go through, right? My dream of Unai Emery getting one over Arsenal is over. Villarreal against Dinamo Zagreb. What do you see here, Jimmy? Uh, Villarreal, Unai Emery. I want that man in the final once again. Yeah, I'll make this quick. I think Unai Emery is a genius when it comes to this competition in particular. I think he knows how to handle it. I think he knows how to motivate his players. They have a 100% home record this season in the Europa League but they just lost at home this past weekend to Osasuna 2-1, which is a bit of a shock result given that they're still trying to fight for top six and all that stuff. So obviously they're probably looking ahead to this one to make sure that they lock it in and get into the semifinals. It's minus 200 for Villarreal to win straight up. That's not that much fun. Minus 126 for the clean sheet. Again, not too much fun. Uh, I'm kind of leaning to Villarreal and both teams to score plus 255 if I'm looking at this specifically. I think Zagreb does have something. I, I would be really surprised if they got... Uh, two consecutive games, 180 minutes without scoring, because I do think they have a little something to them. And obviously they had to, right? They were down 2-0 to, to Spurs and they scored three in leg two to, to come through. I think they're going to get a goal, but I just think Villarreal, every time I watch them play, they are so professional. And, and Gerard Moreno's just having one right now uh, nice. coming out of 2021. And you got Baca up top or Chukwezi or Alcacer. I mean, they just got so many different options. Danny Pereo pulling the strings in the midfield. I like I like Villarreal to do the business. I'm just trying to find you guys some good value. I like Villarreal for the parlay to win straight up, no question. But I do think that Zagreb could show a little sign of life, get a goal, and then that puts a little pressure on Villarreal to go get two. Uh, but that's plus 255. I, I, I talk my way into that one a little bit. But again, this is just for your consideration. With regard to parlay, I think Villarreal wins, no question. Nico, what do you see? I think Villarreal is a very professional team that knows how to take care of business. Uh, we saw it against Red Bull Salzburg. Whenever they got their buttons pushed, they reacted and ping, ping, ping into the next round. Dinamo Kiev, they didn't even let Dinamo Kiev breathe for like five seconds. They took care of business in Ukraine and then they finished them off at home. Um, now they faced up against a team that has a lot of fight in them uh, in Dinamo Kiev. Uh, excuse me, Dinamo Zagreb. And uh, I would agree with Jimmy that I think it's a little bit strange to see this type of team go 180 minutes without scoring. I mean, look, you have Mislav Orsic that was the one that scored the hat-trick against Spurs and, and he's hot at the moment. But there are two players that are questionable for Dinamo Zagreb in Gavranovic and Petkovic. Not too sure if they're going to be playing tomorrow. Um, those are the next two top goal scorers on the team. But then you got this kid called Lovro Mayer. Um, he's a young talent, worth number 10 for Dinamo Zagreb. So keep an eye out for him. They created. They were close to Villarreal's goal. They actually got a goal. It was called back because in offside, they are a competitive team they are offensive they know how to defend they know how to attack they're they're i would say quite complete for for a croatian team um considering that we don't normally see croatian teams at this stage um i like both teams to score uh if if we're doing a, a parlay but Villarreal for me again takes care of business and um on the show we were doing our brackets last week i've got Villarreal winning the whole thing the whole thing. Wow. Well, in UEFA Europa League history, only once previously has a Spanish side been eliminated from a from a two-legged knockout uh, tie when winning the first leg away from home from 20 previous such instances. Uh, Real Betis out to Sevilla. So Villarreal has this through historically, just performance-wise. 
Uh, but I do agree. I think that this Croatian team will score. It's just that Villarreal will do one over that one. So we can add Villarreal to the parlay. I don't know if that's going to affect it that much, Jimmy. It Conner. does. It does. It jumps up from plus 405 to plus 658. Oh, thanks, William Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, boom. All right. Well, let's end it then. Let's end it with the final game, which is a good one. Roma against Ajax. Jimmy, who would have thought? I really thought, wow, Roma got one away from home against Ajax, who were on a roll. They went 2-1, uh, and now they're hosting the Dutch side. What, what do we have here? So this game, I don't know if you guys saw it or remember it. There's no way that Ajax should have lost this game. There's uh, no way they should have lost that game. They, they, they were up 1-0. They're complete control. If you look at the expected goals, if you guys are stat geeks like we are, you know, it's it's just so one-sided. And and they're up 1-0. I act complete control. They lose or they miss a penalty. Dusan Tadic misses a penalty. And then their goalkeeper, their third string goalkeeper, who's going to start this one as well, which makes me a little wary of the result here. He makes a big error on a free kick. That gives Roma a little bit of belief and they score late on a set piece. They had no right to win it. And it completely upset me because I would have hit my parlay if Ajax won, like they should have. So, oh man, I'm a little frustrated on that. So they crushed me a little bit. <laughs> Roma, I will say, here's some fun facts for you guys to consider. Roma have not lost in any of their five home games in this competition this season. Have only conceded two goals in those five. But Ajax have overturned two of their last three European ties when trailing from the first leg. That's right. Uh, yeah, so so that's interesting for me. Also, another one to consider, only one draw in Roma's last 11 games in all competitions. And I find that very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And by the way, word up to Jekko, uh, who has scored more goals in European competition uh, than any other player. And we're talking about Francesco Totti as well, by the way. So that's pretty impressive. All right, Nico, what do you see in this game? 2-1, all right? Can Ajax uh, overturn this? Obviously, we agree that they were the better team. It's just that they didn't come out with the result. What do you think? I think Ajax can overturn it. Roma's season is on the line right now. Roma is uh, not a, a consistent team. And I think Paolo Fonseca has his back against the wall. And Italian press has constantly reminded its readers that uh, this is make or break for Paulo Fonseca. If he makes Champions League, all, that's amazing, and and he'll have another four, another another whole year of of making um of, of making money as a Roma coach. But <laughs> this is gonna be the, uh, this is make or break for him. And and I mean, talking about make for break, I think we should also kind of put an asterisk there that it might be make or break for um. For Mikel Arteta as well. Um, so they have to win. Roma has to win. Um, but I do think Ajax has more quality than Roma. This Roma team has been very erratic. Um, but Mkhitaryan is back. Yes. Um, and Pellegrini is is uh, playing well. And if you... Push comes to shove. Finally, Veretu is also back. He's been back for at least a week now, but Roma has their strongest team to put onto the field, which is obviously going to cause some concern. And if they can grind it out and get a result, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do think the better team in this draw is Ajax. Obviously, that missed penalty kick by Dusan Tadic kind of just opened Pandora's box. I, I, I thought the obvious winner in that game would have been Ajax. But not only the missed penalty kick, but then the goalkeeping mistake. And, you know, if, if that free kick doesn't go in, 
I would even say Ajax would have held on to win anyway. I agree. I agree. So um, that's football for you. And look, yeah. and they scored a golazo to make it 2-1. I mean, if I'm doing my parlay, I'm avoiding this game because it's so tricky giving, you know, trying to predict, uh, I think, the game that can give you the most unpredictable result. Um, but if I want to go out on a limb, I would say Ajax to at least win so they can win 1-0 and they wouldn't go through right yeah 1-0 no because two away goes from Roma so they would need two yeah it would probably need to be I would imagine I I think it's going to be exactly the same result but only the other way around and then it goes into extra time and then and then we see what happens but uh I'm with you this is a really tricky one to try to Craig and also by the way uh Nico talking about Serie A for a second Roma are seven uh, no, Champions League, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, they need. There, that's another team that needs to win Europa League. They have to win. It's like literally, it's the Arsenal trajectory. It's the Arsenal narrative. It's the whole thing. All right, Jimmy, what do you? What, what are the lines so, if, if so, I have to win? So. Yeah, well, okay. If uh, before I get to the parlay, I just want to say from an individual bet, I'm just trying to find some good stuff for you guys on William Hill. And what I found, and it really speaks to what Nico said about just avoiding this in general. You can get pretty good value at looking at, uh, at both teams to score and no mm-hmm. draw. Both teams to score, no draw, plus 117. Okay. That's probably the best that I could find. Now, also, like, Dusan Tadic, I had him. I, that's the bet I hit last Europa League with Dusan Tadic to get an assist last game, plus 225. Now he's down to plus 138 to get an assist. The bookies are on to him, by the way, but him to score hmm. anytime as well is plus 125. I think he's going to want to totally redeem himself, to borrow a quote from Dumb and Dumber, and try to get a, a goal <laughs> in this one. Now, with regard to, to Parlay, if we have, what did you say? Let's say Manchester United win. Arsenal and Slavia Prague draw. Yes. Roma. No, sorry. Ajax to win. Ajax to win with all those and Villarreal to win. And Villarreal to win. Yes, sorry. So if we bet 100 bucks, we'd win 1,700. See? That's pretty good. That gets into the craziness. That, But if we bet 10, we win 170 if we want to go that route, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put... Well, I don't know if Nico wants to go further than two bucks. Nico, I'm, I'm we do it? Two dollars. Two dollars on those on those four. Yeah, I have it right here. I'm, my bet is Slavia Slavia Arsenal draw. Yes. Yeah. Roma Ajax Ajax. Yes. Villarreal Dinamo Zagreb Villarreal. Yes. Manchester United Granada Granada. Oh, we have Manchester United. What do you have Granada? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Manchester United Granada Manchester United is what. And, what, and what's that? What do you? What, what was the final for that? You you said already, Jimmy. Right? I forgot. Yeah, I got well. That would be yeah for two dollars. That would pay thirty-four bucks. Okay, yep. there you go. You can have uh, what uh, the way that uh, pints are costing these days. Uh, you know, now that England <laughs> like is open, one and a half beers. Yeah. One and a half. <laughs> That's a good one though. Uh, I like that. I, I listen. I, I'm with you. I think Roma Ix is the trickiest one to figure out. It is. But, but if you can, you know, gamble a little bit, you might that's, you might get something that's out. That's why it's called gambling, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was it. That was our Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, always good. And Nico Cantor, such a pleasure to have you on the show. By the way, Jimmy Conrad on Twitter, Instagram, Nico Cantor1. There's only one Nico Cantor. Nico Cantor one on Twitter. Follow well, him. There clearly wasn't. I had to put that number one for nah, me. I don't care who that no, You're number one in our hearts too. Yeah, Nico. I don't even care who that other one is. Just send me his address and I'll, and I'll take care of it. Nico Cantor one on Twitter. By the way, the Golasso Show host 
as well, Paramount Plus. Any final words about anything as we look ahead to the rest of the week? Let's begin with you, Nico Cantor. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's about it. We've covered all our bases. Be grateful, be happy, be lively, and sing and dance and <laughs> enjoy your football. Especially if that bet hits. Especially yes. if that bet hits. <laughs> yes, yes. Jimmy Conrad, final words. No, just an honor to uh, share these microphones with you guys talking about the beautiful game. And I hope uh, everybody enjoyed listening and I look forward to the weekend preview that's coming up. And of course, our recaps for everything else. Yeah, because you know what? MLS is coming very soon. I love it. Uh, Nico, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, guys. Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Luis. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Nico Cantor and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review and ask us a question. It really helps us to grow the show. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash quegolazo, cbsports.com, Twitter, pod. Have a great, great rest of your week. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.